joined by uh, a woman who has So today I am joined by a woman in life and in business. She Hey all you out there in podcast land. Welcome to a very special episode of Root to Rise with me, Krista Hernandez. Unscripted. <laughs> with a very special guest who you hear chuckling there. So today I am joined by a woman who wears uh, many hats in life and in business. Over the last three and a half years, uh, she has become one of my closest friends, and she is also the uh, managing director of our business. Yes, I'm the wizard behind the curtain. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right about that. Among those hats is a technical wizard, for sure, because I just for the first time in my life yesterday, uh, labeled my cords on my desk. So now I can tell the difference between my Kindle and my, uh, my headphone cord. So yes, I would like to introduce right now, as I said, the managing director of our business, Amy Daswani. Thank you. And hi, everyone. This is, is incredibly weird. Yes. So the reason it's incredibly weird isn't because Amy's never been on a mic before, but we actually met each other, oh goodness, three and a half years ago. It feels like, like three months ago. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it feels like 10 years. That's true. So we met back around uh, Jan, Feb of 2020, just when the word COVID was starting to get thrown around in the news, just a barely. Mm -hmm. And uh, of all things, we met on the child free subreddit <laughs> and we hit, we hit it off because uh, anybody who listens regularly is like, yeah, that tracks, <laughs> that tracks for her. But uh, we hit it off because at the time we were both huge Marvel fans. Well, we're still Marvel fans, just not of the new stuff. Yes, mostly. Uh, huge fans of the Infinity Saga always will be. So our uh, mutual love of Marvel and also uh, desire to talk about it, combined with the fact that we didn't have really anybody in our lives to talk about it with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as my husband is not a talker <laughs> uh, in this way, we ended up starting a podcast called The Marvelous Madams. Right, which then got rebranded to The Madams. So if you want to look it up, you will find us as The Madams. Yes, we spent two full years as The Marvelous Madams uh, from 2020 to uh, May of 2022, ending with uh, Moon Knight and uh, Mr. Oscar Isaac there. <laughs> and we did a few subsequent episodes as The Madams talking about other movies in general but yeah what was it close to 160 episodes yes pretty much yeah so ladies if you if you're a marvel fan out there and you're looking for some uh not safe for work and uh, comedic <laughs> content regarding uh the infinity saga spider-verse well uh, the disney plus averse yeah we've got it all on there yeah wandavision loki if you want to hear krista insane <laughs> Just 
Just listen to the Loki episodes. That's it. And you guys have seen some insanity and heard some insanity already. Guess what? It gets worse. <laughs> you can hear the... What's the word? That's the thing. There's no word for the way your voice changes when you speak about Tom Hiddleston and Loki. Well, not just my voice, but... Meeting you was the first time you discovered that people's faces changing colors wasn't just like a thing from books. Yeah, yeah. We actually had one interview with Cece Ice. She is the stunt performer for one of the movies. And she just casually mentioned, oh, she was on the Loki set and she had a chance to meet Mr. Hiddleston. And I swear, till that day, I always thought that when someone would describe someone as being green in the gills was just a metaphor. I did not know that was possible. <laughs> it's happening right now <laughs> as I sit here. I'm starting to sweat. I feel my face turning red. It's already happening. <laughs> Which actually is a very good segue for the reason that Amy is joining me today. Yes, there's an important reason, not just me pulling a leg. Yes, yes. We're not just, we're going to have some fun today, but it's not just having fun. So Amy was a major part of uh, what I now refer to as the night of the night nurse. <laughs> what, about uh, six months ago this happened? Yeah, about six months. So night nurse happens to be the name of the strain of cannabis or marijuana uh, that I ingested one night that resulted in, and what would you call it exactly? I would say it was an interesting night. Interesting on your end, yes, because you weren't actively uh, experiencing the what we'll call reaction. Sure. I honestly thought the reason you named this night the night of the night nurse was because I thought it was you felt like you needed a night nurse. <laughs> I definitely did. I didn't know that <laughs> and, the strain was named as such. And it's kind of apt. It is. It is. Given that, yes, I definitely uh, needed the night nurse. So the point of today's episode is not to uh, put anyone off from the idea of trying weed, either recreational or medically, uh, whichever your state allows. But I want to give you kind of a primer on what you need to know so that you don't end up like I did. <laughs> True. And I'm going to get into uh, exactly what happened that evening. But first, I want to give you guys just a little general intro on weed and how the legalities of it works and, and how it kind of works chemically in the body. All right. So weed, Mary Jane, reefer. <laughs> I don't know. I have Mary Jane in my head because I've got Marvel in my head. So I've got, you know, so I said the Spider-Verse. So now yeah, it's just yeah. in my brain. Oh, I remember the episode where we had, we were talking about Mary Jane and MJ from the current Marvel Tom Holland movies. Yes. And that was interesting where we were yes. just getting confused. It's the same name, but yet it's not the same character. Yeah. Yeah, well, Michelle Jones versus Mary Jane, and now we're now we're getting into it. So let's get back to weed here. Yep. So the, by the way, weed plus our episode, good combo. Probably. Yep. Yeah. So most people are aware the chemical compound in weed that gets you high is called THC. 
And there are countless different strains of this stuff, which is something I learned uh, just really dipping a toe into it. And legality depends on the state. So as of today, so, so we are recording this in September, but you guys are getting it later. There are 23 states, including Washington, D.C., that have legalized it. Most recently, my own state, Maryland, legalized it on uh, July 1st. And lines were down the block and around the corner. I kid you not. To be fair, the only reason I want to visit her is because weed is legal. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> and of course, because this is America and everything's ass backwards, still illegal at the federal level. And I feel like if you're listening to this, you already know there are tons of benefits of weed for anybody with chronic illness, just to name a few here, uh, reducing inflammation and thus, you know, reducing everything that inflammation causes, reducing aches and pains, reducing anxiety, treating migraines, seizures, uh, and all kinds of neurological illnesses like uh, MS and Parkinson's, along with autoimmune conditions. So you've heard me say before, you know, there is no magic pill for chronic illness, but weed is the closest thing you're probably going to get. Yeah, I had no idea about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can really work wonders for a lot of people. The catch is finding the right kind. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Weed is one of the most overwhelming topics in alternative medicine. There's so much information out there. Like literally every dispensary has its own blog, its own fact sheets, its own information. There's so many articles out there by doctors and wellness blogs and so many different publications. There's all these different strains and there's also a lot of different ways you can ingest it. Right. So you got edibles, uh, which is what I've done, little gummies, uh, because I am a child. And <laughs> you have vapes and you can smoke a bowl. I'm still not entirely sure what that means because I am 85. I don't know. Uh, you can buy rolled joints. You can buy some sort of liquid. You can get THC infused um, anti-inflammatory creams. There's lots of options. I'm personally the joint kind of person. Well, that's probably because you were a smoker at one point. Right. She hasn't been for a long time, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I quit before we met. A while before we met. Yes. You saw the error of your ways a long, long ago. Sure. Yep. So it was last year, uh, back in December of 2022, that something clicked in my brain and I was like, why haven't I tried weed yet? What am I doing? What am I waiting for? Yeah, I was actually confused about that. You've done a lot of various different things, including shoving needles up all parts of your body. But weed, like... Oh, uh, hang on, hang on. I have never shoved a needle up anything. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't like the implication. <laughs> well, for me, it's the same. Because acupuncture is just... It's... it's ooh, No, no thank you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Stay tuned for future episodes on acupuncture and dry needling. Yeah, I need to edit those episodes. And tattoo therapy. Why not? Give me more <laughs> needles. Give me them. Yeah, so you've done a lot of this stuff, but you never did weed. And I was very confused about that, actually. 
You know why? I think because being sick as a teenager, I was terrified to explore anything rebellious, you know, that other kids were doing. I was terrified to drink. I barely drank. I've barely ever drank in my life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just a few times. I've been drunk once in my life. That was enough. Uh, And it was, it was white girl drunk. It was not pretty. (laughs) Let's not even go there. And I was, you know, just afraid because my body was so sensitive to everything. And I was terrified of losing control too. So I was never, never tried any kind of drug, never so much as touched a cigarette, literally. Mm-hmm. College, never went to a party. I was tucked into bed by 10 o'clock every night. I was the most boring kid in the world. So it was just kind of that that fear of losing control, that fear of bodily sensitivity that kept me from trying it for so long. Right. And I also think at that time, there wasn't all that information about, hey, weed could actually help in a lot of ways. Yeah. And two, I was in Texas for five years where the rules about medical weed were so much more stringent. I couldn't have gotten my hands on it at that point. Okay. Uh, But here in Maryland, all you have to say is, I stubbed my toe. (laughs) And they will hand you a medical weed card, or they would before uh, it was legalized. Literally, I kid you not, I started the process at like 11 a.m. And I had a medical card to present to the dispensary by 3 (laughs) p.m. It was crazy. It was like a 15-minute phone call with a nurse practitioner and $100. Here you go, ma'am. That's just insane. Yeah, you could get on the phone and go, owie, owie, owie. You're good. (laughs) So yeah, started the process at 11 and then got the card by about three. I was in the dispensary by that afternoon. And the local dispensary here, knowledgeable people, very nice people. Please don't think that everybody or anybody who works at a dispensary is like some Beavis and Butthead type pothead. They're not. They're good people who genuinely want to help others because they know the benefits of what they're selling. Mm -hmm. So my first trip uh, to the dispensary, I had to do, uh, according to their protocols, I had to do an initial consult with an employee there so that they could, you know, kind of introduce me and help me find what was best. Because this was one of those few times that Google kind of failed me. Yeah, because there's just so much out there and so much conflicting information out there. Exactly. I could not wade through it all. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just focus on this one dispensary on their knowledge. And also I was working with my doctor as well. That is super important. My doctor did give me some guidance on this to like help narrow the field in terms of the symptoms I still had going on. Mm -hmm. So the keys there on that first visit were, okay, number one, Let's find the right strain for the particular issues that I was having because different strains do different things. Some things are better. Some strains are better for anxiety. Others are better for pain management. Others are better for sleep or for uh, joy, euphoria. And if you go online to these uh, dispensary websites, you can actually search by the feeling you want to have from the strain and it'll give you those options really yeah yeah it's pretty awesome so you could just 
by joy. Essentially, yes. Yes, much like a Harry Potter potion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you choose your strain and then you got to figure out the right method of ingestion. I knew this right away. I knew I did not want to smoke anything. One, because smoking still, it's not, it's not like smoking cigarettes, but it's still not great for your lungs. And I also cannot stomach the smell of weed. True. Yeah. The one downside is, of course, it's not good for your lungs and the smell. You smell like a stoner. Yeah. It's one of the reasons you will never see my ass at a concert like ever again. (laughs) I can't deal with it. It doesn't matter what concert it is. You know, Mm -hmm. it's always there. Right. Um, Aside from the noise, it's all just noise to me now. God, am I 95? Have I bumped up from 85 to 95? You're on the cusp. So the other key is a mantra that you absolutely must follow when starting weed. And that is low and slow. Right. So I started out at the lowest possible dosage, which was two and a half milligram little edible gummies. And for those first like two months, everything was fine. Yeah. I remember you sending me a message saying, oh, you slept wonderfully. The weed is great. And I was jealous. It was all good. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, like like many things Amy's discovered in our time working together, uh, the dispensary's uh, ordering system, it was not Krista proof. <laughs> and after two months, oh boy. You got to say though, when things go wrong, I do it right, don't I? I go big or go home. Absolutely. One thing that's guaranteed with her is that you will always have an interesting story. Yes. And when I fuck up, you'll know it. <laughs> Like, remember the time I accidentally deleted our entire business off of Google Drive? (laughs) That day, some weed would have done me good. Because we're in different time zones. I'm in India. She's in the US. And she deleted it. I woke up a couple of hours later in the morning and I see, poof, nothing. I had to wait the entire day for her to undo what she did. It was super simple. You just couldn't do it from your end. Exactly. I couldn't log into your account. Yeah, that was the uh, the business equivalent of uh, of what happened on the night of the night nurse. All right. So let me pull an Adrian Monk here. Here's what happened. <laughs> so this night was a combination of a flaw in the dispensary's ordering system, a little loophole they didn't realize. Bad luck and uh, lack of common sense. (laughs) Would you say that's accurate? Well, lack of common sense should be your middle name. So, yeah. 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 I can't argue with that one. All right. So after a person's first visit, uh, my dispensary here allowed people to pick up curbside orders, online orders, without going in to do a consult. That's... I got to say, I think that's a big, uh, big mistake there. Big mistake. Huge. But I understand from a COVID perspective, you know, for someone who's used to it, they get the regular order. Why waste the time? You know? Well, I mean, COVID was barely an issue by this point uh, in terms of protocols, but we're going to, we're going to see now why this was a problem, Mm -hmm. why it's a mistake and, and it's important. So, so 
after a month or two, <laughs> silly me, I thought I had this all figured out, you know, and I bought a new brand of cannabis that had packaging labeled differently from the stuff I had been taking. Instead of the milligram count of the entire bag being shown on the packaging, it was actually the milligram count for a single edible. So you essentially took a pack full worth of cannabis in one dose compared to what you normally did. So I thought I purchased a bag of 10 two and a half milligram edibles, but I actually bought a bag of 10 25 milligram edibles. Mm-hmm. Right. 10x. Yeah. 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 10x in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> if any of you have ever read any books about entrepreneurship, you'll get that joke. So the dispensary system wasn't set up to flag a massive dose increase or require me to come in for it, even though I'd only had my card for about 60 days. Mm -hmm. And so that night, I opened the bag at 7.30 to take it, as I normally did. And uh, here's where the lack of common sense comes in. I didn't question the massive size <laughs> of this new edible, nor the terrible weed taste of it. Because with the two and a half, you could barely taste it, you know? Right. But this one, I was like, oh, man, this thing's huge it felt like um it was really slimy too like bleh. i hated the texture of it because it was just like this huge gummy i was half expecting it to like move on its own it really freaked me out yeah not a fan of gummies anyway so yeah mm, i get it so i took the edible at 7 30 everything's fine About half an hour later i say good night to pete go to bed like normal i woke up at 10.33, I know this because it's imprinted into my brain <laughs> looking at the clock. And I immediately knew that something was very, very wrong with me. Yeah, this, this entire story is like one of those murder mysteries. 7.30 p.m., this happened. 10.33 p.m., <laughs> yeah. that happened. <laughs> it's like this terrible timeline right. of misery. <laughs> So I stayed in bed for a few minutes. I was really scared mm -hmm. and just getting more panic stricken by the minute. It it started out with a little bit of nausea. And then it was like, I don't know, like we're in Marvel land. So it was like Iron Man putting his suit on in pieces where things just kept getting added right. to each other. Yeah. Like the first time he tried it and it went pretty badly. Yeah, this is the Mark one. I, I was the Mark one for sure. Yep. Um, started with this little bit of nausea and then bit by bit, my body started going numb. And after about 10 minutes, the shakes kicked in. <laughs> and that is when I started yelling for my husband. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is terrible. I'm sorry. Of course you should be laughing. I am a ridiculous human being. No, but it was a funny night in hindsight. It was ridiculous. Yeah, knowing that everything was okay, it's fine like to laugh about it, but like 
in the moment, it's terrible. What what you were feeling wasn't it was crazy and scary. Of course, but you have to laugh about it in hindsight because we'll we'll get to it. So I'm like really freaking out after 15 minutes. And at this point, I know I'm I'm thinking it's the strain mm-hmm. that something was wrong with the strain of weed. Not that it's like, oh, it's a bad strain, but like it's not agreeing with my system. Right. So my stomach has a mind of its own at that point. And this is one of those moments where you really just thank the universe for a strong marriage Mm -hmm. because, you know, there are some moments in life, and I'm sure those of you who have given birth, you know, understand this, that, you know, your partner is going to see in some unflattering moments, like me shaking on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Not not sure of what was coming out of me. Mm -hmm. Up or down. Yeah, yeah, I think they call that if I if I remember from some pop culture things I've heard since I never experienced it, I believe they call what I experienced an upper decker. <laughs> we call it mouth and south. Oh, that's so much worse. Yes. <laughs> that's so much worse. God, why did you tell me that? So fortunately, I was in the in a half bath that's attached to our bedroom. And in that bathroom, uh, the sink is right next to the toilet. So I was able to That's stay good. on the toilet right. and throw up at the same time yeah. in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after the first round of uncontrollable vomiting, I was able to call my doctor. And uh, so for those of you hesitant to, you know, leave Western MDs behind and move to a naturopathic or homeopathic doctor, here's another reason why you should. Because the good ones, you can call them at 11 o'clock at night when you're vomiting on the toilet and they'll answer and talk you through it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because they don't work on the insurance system necessarily and all of that. And it also helps that my doctor is an absolute angel. Mm -hmm. So... She talked me through it for a few minutes and assured me. The first thing she said was, you are going to be fine. This is going to be a rough night, but it's going to be fine. What you are having is essentially a severe panic attack. Really? Yes. Wow, okay. The wrong strain for your body, or in my case, a massive fucking overdose can do that. Interesting. Of all the symptoms I've had since I was 12 years old, I never felt as sick Mm -hmm. as I did that night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The room wouldn't stop spinning. Like, Mm -hmm. imagine you're on, I don't know, like the tilt-a-whirl from Problem Child, you know, all night long. You're crazy nauseous or you're on a boat. Everything won't stop spinning. You're nauseous. You're sweating. You can't feel your legs. You're vomiting, you have diarrhea, and then, then you start vibrating. Well, you were already shaking. See, the shaking, though, the shaking was more of an external thing. It's hard to explain. The vibrating is, it came from the inside. The call was coming from inside the house. (laughs) 
So you're saying someone shoved a phone up your ass and it was someone was just constantly calling? Yeah, it was more like somebody took um, that like the handheld um, massage gun that Pete and I use Mm -hmm. and like stuffed that down my throat. Maybe the Joker came to my house, stuffed that down my throat along with the phone, you know. Or you lost a vibrator up there. Can't say I've ever used one. So that one's out. (laughs) Although, though, I will say if uh, if Disney goes a different way with their Loki marketing, they decide to make uh, not just the Loki sauce at McDonald's, but a whole adult Happy Meal. That could change anyway. (laughs) That's something my my best friend and I are trying to pitch to McDonald's at the moment. Good luck with that. Yeah, I bet you anything there are loki adult toys just not marvel approved oh no question no question so i could like barely walk because my body was doing like so many conflicting things and poor pete had no idea what to do for me right i think you were in an episode of family guy there is this one clip i remember in one of the episodes it is the grossest thing ever where it's just a bunch of people puking and shitting themselves. And it's like a, it's like, it becomes like a pool of, of just gross muck. I started yes. feeling queasy watching that. So, yeah. Yes, I know what you're talking about. It's a combination of that episode and the one where Lois goes to prison. So she's not there to take care of the family. And like Stewie is scooting around with a full diaper. He's like, I can't, I can't there's so much duty. <laughs> Uh, so poor Pete was like trying to take instruction from me as I could barely move my mouth because I couldn't feel it. (laughs) And he just eventually like helped me to the couch. And that's where Amy comes in. Right. She called me. It was, I think, 11 a.m. or something for me. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I think it was around midnight for me. Yeah, so that that tracks. Probably 10 a.m. then, because we have a two-hour difference in that sense. Yeah. And I was confused. I thought something was wrong. Well, because I was even struggling to get my phone to work. We were having trouble with the FaceTime because you were like, what the hell? is it? What's going on? Because we would never call each other at that time. Right, yeah. The only other time... We called each other was when it was something serious and there was an emergency. Right. And since I couldn't feel my fingers, I was struggling with the buttons. (laughs) We called each other a couple of times because it wasn't working. And as it was not working, I was getting more worried. Yeah. And I was thinking, I need Pete's number. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, but I eventually did get a hold of you and very slowly explained what was going on. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I called you is my doctor was like, honey, I'm sorry, but this is going to last a while. Yeah. Yeah. And Pete had to go to bed because he had to get up for work the next day. And you were the only person I could call because since you were on the other side of the world, I knew you'd be awake. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to not work on... Work. (laughs) Work. So I essentially worked just by talking to you on the phone. Yes, you didn't know it at the time, but here we come full circle a year later. Yeah. (laughs) Or six months later, I should say. Mm -hmm. So I basically just needed 
you to keep my mind off of the spinning and the vibrating Mm -hmm. and the nausea. I mean, my, it was worse in my, like my thighs and my abs. Like I was literally a human vibrator. Right. Yeah. I can't explain it any other way. It was insane. Yeah. You tried telling me that your thighs were vibrating and of course, not having experienced it, I can't truly get it and I hope not to ever experience it yeah so over the next couple of hours any boundaries that you and I had left with each other just (laughs) dissolved not really how many times did you hear me vomit heroically into my kitchen sink that night I remember the next day you mentioning violently vomiting which I thought was really funny yes yes it was yeah. And I mean, thank God I did because it, you know, it got out some of the chemical from sure, it, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm quite queasy when it comes to vomit, especially when it comes to the smell. So I'm glad that I was on the other side of the world. Yeah, that definitely helped. Yeah. I just kind of felt bad that I couldn't hold your hair back because at that time you had an insane amount of hair. I did. I did. It wasn't a ponytail. <laughs> We're, this wasn't a Marvel movie, so I was allowed to have a scrunchie. It was fine. <laughs> But yeah, so I was going back and forth slowly. That was the thing is like, I could barely move, but I also had to get to the sink. Oh, so you were going to the sink. I thought you were going to the loo. No, the kitchen sink. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was closer. Yeah. Marginally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every inch counts at certain times. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, would you care to tell everyone how you got me through? <laughs> Those couple of hours, which I know I have thanked you for, but I want to thank you again because I don't know what I would have done without you that night. Oh, you would have muddled through. I I didn't really do much. I just... Yes, you did. I basically was... My job for the day was essentially to keep you distracted. And I was thinking, what do I tell her? How do I do this? I need to start telling her a story. And I realized that that's not going to work because she's just going to zone out, especially because what the hell am I going to do? I'm not going to just make up a story right there, nor am I going to just take out a book and start reading Harry Potter to her. Yeah. Um, the last thing she wants to associate Harry Potter with is a night like that. This is true. Yeah. So. And that would have just, that would have been a little weird. Yeah. Reading me a story. It's just, it's a little weird for a dynamic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, come here, little child. Let me read you a story while you're ODing. Yeah. So I just did what I do best. I started asking questions. Yes. Amy has an insatiable curiosity about anything that interests her. Even things that don't interest me because then it's it's just knowledge. I love knowledge. Yes. Yes, you do. It, even if it's something that just you don't understand or it bugs mm-hmm. you, you always just have to know how, 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 why, why, why. Yeah, that needs to be put on my tombstone. Yeah, I think so. Yes. <laughs> and it really came in handy that night because you know me so well that you knew exactly the kind of stuff to ask me to keep me talking because, you know, even in her current state, she can't resist talking about this stuff. She can't <laughs> resist explaining things as they are. Right. And now we already have the common denominator with Marvel and Harry Potter. Those are two of your biggest passions. The other thing that you love is the In-Death series. And 
I read only the first book way back when we just became friends and it wasn't the right thing for me at that time. So I said, okay, let me ask her about that. So I knew just enough of the characters and a little bit of the story to ask somewhat sensible questions and then just kind of go with it. I just kept asking her questions about all the books, which thank God there's so many. And Yes, I think we're at like 56 right now. Right. And about the main characters and which is your favorite book. I felt like I was interviewing her. It's a very surreal sort of interview. Yeah. And it totally worked. You kept me talking for about two hours until my body was able to calm enough to fall asleep. And then, like the amazing friend that you are, you just stayed on the line. Yeah. While I slept. Yeah. Until I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I muted myself so that I could do other stuff uh, around the house so that I don't disturb you. But yeah. I had one ear on hearing you breathe. Yeah. So that she had me like on baby monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like anytime she'd grunt or like a little snore would come out, I'd be immediately like, okay, what? What? Okay, back to normal. Yeah. So the next morning. Actually, there's one thing you don't know about this. So while you were on mute. Oh. Yeah. While you were on mute and you were asleep. I needed to take a shower. I took the phone in the shower with me. And I never do that. I always hate taking the phone in the shower because of the steam. But I kept it and I kept like the shower low. And like I kept switching off and switching on just to hear if you're okay. So you joined me in the shower that night. <laughs> That's friendship, everybody. <laughs> that is true friendship. So you might be thinking, oh, she was fine when she woke up in the morning. Effects dropped off. No, no. Uh, that shit stayed in my system for a solid 48 hours. Yeah. And I also know she wasn't fine because she kept insisting the next day that she was fine and she wants to get back to work. And I sent her, I think, a really long message telling her, take the day off. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, there was a like six hour window of time where I was like, you know what? That's Sistine Chapel. That needs to work. I could improve that. Yeah. Oh, global warming. I can fix that. I know exactly <laughs> how to deal with that. I'm actually curious about that time. What was going through your head? It was just like this insane uber focus that I just felt like I had all the answers to the universe, <laughs> like all the questions. Right. So did you actually get any work done during that insane focus time or not really? No, I think I might have just been staring at a wall. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> you found the answers to the universe in a wall. It's possible I was also staring at one of the dogs and saying, tell me your secrets. I don't know. Did you have a conversation with them? I mean, I have conversations with the dogs all day, every day. Two-way conversations. They didn't talk back, No. Not at least in, in a human way. Natty talk. Natty and Becky talk back on a regular basis, but they don't actually speak words. Well, small blessings, I suppose, at least for that day. Yes. Those of you who are regular listeners know by now, I have a cat that literally knows how to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and for a cat that is on brand. Any cat, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Although we're still not entirely sure she's 100% cat. Is she part demon? 
my adorable little weirdo. <laughs> if you haven't figured out already, I'm not really a cat person. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, neither am I. I never set out to be a cat mom. It just happened. She decided it would happen. You know, actually, for me, it would be perfect. I'm gay. I'm single. I'm almost touching 40. I should be the crazy cat lady. <laughs> okay. So now that I have shared with you one of the uh, worst nights of my life, mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about how you can all learn from this experience and make sure that you take weed uh, and get into it responsibly. Yes. And my phone number is not publicly available to ask you a hundred questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number one, as I did with my doctor, you really want to consult a competent, qualified healthcare professional to help you begin this journey. You want to work with a holistic practitioner who has experience and knowledge working with cannabis and how it affects different conditions, different, you know, phases of where your hormones are at, depending on if you're perimenopause, if you're postmenopause, and what's going on with all that. And even though you know, it's overwhelming. I do encourage you do just a little bit of research. Keep it general. You know, don't don't get into the weeds of all these different strains. Like I would look at sometimes at the dispensaries like sale sheet. I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. Wait, you're saying don't get into the weeds about the weed? Did I really just say that? Yes, you did. Did that happen? Yes. Wow. Wow. Not intentional. Not an intentional uh, dad joke. Sorry about that. Yep. I'm actually quite proud of you considering I love puns. She does. Oh my God. Oh my God. Does she love puns? Yeah. So, you know, just don't get bogged down in all of that. Keep it general um, about just like indica versus sativa. Leave it at that. And next, as I mentioned already, low and slow. So start at two and a half milligrams Take a little time with that and increase slowly in increments of two and a half milligrams. And like, let's say you want something that only comes in fives, just cut them in half, the edibles. That's what's so great about ed edibles is that you can dose more easily. Mm -hmm. It's like weightlifting. Start with the lowest and then increase slowly. Don't try to deadlift like 100 kilos at one time. You will break your body. Yes. Yes. Very good analogy. And also start this on a day, if you're going to start in the morning, do it on a day where you have nowhere to be and nothing important to do because you don't know how it's going to affect you. Right. And part of the fun is to get stoned and have fun and just kind of lay there and understand the answers of the universe. Yeah. Two and a half milligrams probably aren't going to, aren't going to do that. You're going to feel something. You may feel nothing. Everybody's body is a little different. And especially when you have a chronic condition, sensitivities are all over the map. So you may feel quite a bit at two and a half milligrams. You may feel absolutely nothing. So mm -hmm. just still take it a little bit at a time. And if you start it at night, if you're using a nighttime strain, make sure you don't have to go to work or do anything crazy the next day. Next, go in person to the dispensary and consult with the employees there for at least the first six months. It may be a little more time consuming, but it is worth it. You are likely going to have a lot of trial and error. 
and changes at the beginning. So also just buy one bag at a time. Don't waste your money. I've done this before where I've uh, reached just recently, like, I don't know, six weeks ago, the stuff I was using got discontinued by the company. So I was like, oh, okay, let me be an idiot again and find an <laughs> online distributor because I couldn't find the stuff anywhere locally. So I bought new stuff and they got me. They got me with free shipping on orders over $50 and a promo code. So I bought four bags of this stuff. I took one gummy and said, oh, no. So it wasn't the same thing. It did not agree with me. It okay. wasn't the same thing. No, I bought All something right. different. Thinking I had the answers again. And uh, I did not. So I suppose you should also learn your own lessons. Yes. You didn't. Yes. I did not. Yeah, I have now. I'm actually taking a break from weed now. It felt like a sign from the universe to maybe take a little break and do some more herbal stuff, which is actually what I started doing this week, rounding out my little herbal pharmacy. But uh, it, it turned out okay, because guess what? My brother-in-law is going to be very happy with his Christmas gift this year. <laughs> yeah, I think anyone would. Yeah, so just buy one baggie or one jar, whatever it comes in, buy one at a time. And when you buy it, double verify the milligram count of your product. Yeah, that's important. That's the most important thing for any any kind of medication or something. Just checking the dosage for anything is very yeah. important. Yeah. Make sure you know exactly how many milligrams of THC are in a single dose of edible. If you do all of that, you should be able to avoid uh, your own night of the night nurse. <laughs> So as I said, I'm taking a break from weed now. I've introduced uh, a couple other things uh, working with my doctor. So now I am taking a mushroom, not a hallucinogenic mushroom. I'm, I'm too nervous to try that shit. I can't. <laughs> I've heard great things, but I'm not ready. So weed made you think you had the answers to the universe. I think the mushrooms would probably make you see the universe. I think it would be a Doctor Strange experience. Right. Yeah, you'd 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 end up in, on the astral plane or something like that. Yeah, I'm not quite ready. Especially after the night of the night nurse. I'm a little gun shy now. Sure. Yeah. So instead I am now taking um a mushroom called Lion's Mate for um cognition and focus, which has worked out really well. Uh Pete's taken it too. And um I just replaced my very last uh what we'll call, you know, allopathic over-the-counter type of drug, ibuprofen. I just replaced that with uh ginger capsules, which have the same effects, if not better, acute anti-inflammatory effects of uh ibuprofen and NSAIDs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Turmeric is a good option as well. Anti-inflammatory. Yes, I take that as well in the morning. Yeah, mm -hmm. two uh, turmeric capsules. So that's where I'm at with weed right now. Not saying I won't go back to it in the future. Not sure if I would go the medical route or the recreational route because there's there's differences there. Differences in like annual pricing potentially if you get a card. There you can get more if you're a medical patient in some states. There's different limits, milligram limits on recreational versus medical. And they also sometimes give medical customers more perks like, oh, first hour of the day is medical customers only. So essentially, it, they give more perks to the people who really need it 
legitimately, not that it can't help everyone, but like people with legitimate medical conditions. Right. I would just say whatever you do, get back into it. Just let me know so I can keep my phone around. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you've met me. Can I shut up about anything? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I hope that this episode helps you out if you have any interest in trying cannabis, medical or recreational. And if you're in a state where uh, weed is not in any way legal, I certainly hope it becomes that way for you soon, though the way this country is going, I don't know. But I will say, generally speaking, there are ways around that. So just know, just know that there are things you can do. As your managing director, I'm going to cut you off right there. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to leave it just at that. Use your imagination. Yes, please. And now, time for the outro. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's getting nervous. She's starting to sweat a little bit. Oh, yeah. And if you do want to hear me uh, discuss how, honestly, Marvel and Harry Potter and the In-Death series have helped me on this healing journey, check out previous episodes on bibliotherapy and cinema therapy for more details on how it's helped me and how it can help you. And if you do want to get some more laughs, my personal favorite episode is your Hashimoto's episode. Of course it is. Of course it is. I would recommend you watch the YouTube version of it, just because I'm an evil bitch. She is. She's a jerk. (laughs) Who lives for my mortification. That is true. See, I can't get high on weed because it's not legal here, but I can get high on your insanity. Yes, this is true. And as Amy mentioned at the start of the episode, if you are interested in hearing us talk all things Marvel, you can still find the Madams podcast, formerly the Marvelous Madams, on any podcast platform. We've got over 120 episodes on there, still active for all of you to enjoy. Right. The link will be in the show notes. And that about wraps up this sort of nostalgic episode of Root to Rise. I'm Krista Hernandez, wishing all of you the happiest of holidays. And I will see you back here on the feed on December 26th. Yes, happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Root to Rise with Krista Hernandez. If you found it worthwhile, hit the subscribe button to get a new episode every other Monday. And if you've become a regular listener of Root to Rise, I'd really appreciate your rating and review on Apple or Spotify. Reviews help me grow the show and help more women unlock their healing power. I'll see you next time.